0: Welcome on it's Tuesday. And man, uh, we got a lot in store for you today coming up as we uh, still move our way down the rest of the week and get you into the holiday and then uh, move on from there. in the next week, obviously, in a new year. So, got a lot coming up. Uh, first and foremost, yesterday, I was, I, I'm sure many of you were, as well, were completely shocked uh, when the news broke that Kevin Green, the former defensive assistant coach, under Dom Capers, when the Packers made that uh, Super Bowl run, Kevin Green passed away. I, I was stunned. I mean, just stunned. 58 years old. And I had said in a piece last night that I did on the network just because uh, I had something else prepared and then, then this happened. But Kevin Green back in 2016 when he was going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, when he was walking around Radio Row, he was just, it was so interesting because when you sit on Radio Row, you, A lot of the Hall of Famers obviously are there, and then when the prospective Hall of Famers, before they make that announcement, uh, are there, they're all there because they're all there waiting for the knock on the door. And they're waiting for that push, that final push, for, uh, for induction into the Hall, all the finalists are. And we've been privileged um, just because of our connections with the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame that we've had most of these guys you know, that have had a chance to come by and say hello at one point or another. Uh, to come by the table and, and do some interviews with us. But every year, it's they walk around with. Uh, back at the time, it was K Jewelers. And I don't know if K Jewelers still does it. I think they do, but they just don't have the same uh, marketing group as they've had in the past. But K Jewelers is the jeweler that makes the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame rings. So K Jewelers would set out with their group of people, and everybody from K Jewelers had a specific you know, Hall of Famer or prospective Hall of Famer, okay? So they would all come around, and they'd have this entourage. There would be somebody with the ring, somebody from the Hall of Fame. There would be bookers. There would be handlers. There would be just these, like, assistants to the handlers, people to go get you water, people to go get them food, people to go get them whatever it is they needed. Uh, If they see somebody, hey, go say hi to that guy for me, tell him to wait for me, and they wanted to talk. I mean, everybody would come around Radio Row with ten people, you know, anywhere from five to ten people, kind of an entourage. And you're talking about a space when you're sitting there, at a, at, you know, with this row and row and row and row of banquet tables that everybody's doing their broadcast from, sometimes it gets pretty crowded. You know, you're trying, you're staying, you're sitting down doing your interviews, but you've got ten people hovering over a table, looking over your shoulder. You know, doing all this. And uh, I'll never forget the year that Kevin Green was up for induction, and, and you knew he was going to get in. You you just you know you knew Kevin Green was was going to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, He's walking around, and I saw him, and, and he recognized me. And so we kind of, we were, I was actually outside. I was out, uh, I might have been on a break or something like that. But I saw him, and I said, you know, hey, you know, how you doing? And we were sitting there talking. And he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, we're doing our show. And he's like, oh, okay, you know. And he said, well, you know, I, I said, you got some time. He said, you know what, for you, we'll make time. You know, I said, okay, great. So he, I said, Who, who's your booker? And he said, well, and he kind of pointed And I looked over, and I said, who's this? And it was his wife and his kids. He didn't want anybody else with him. Didn't want the K-Jeweler people with him. Didn't want all the glommers on. Didn't want all the, the, you know, kind of the the yes-men people. He just wanted his family to share the experience with him, which was really, really cool. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll come over. But he sat down with us for two segments. And then I think it was the next year he came by, he taped a segment with us as well. Um, But... Just He just sat down and just kind of waxed about the Super Bowls and about his years of playing and the Roonies and when he was in Pittsburgh and, you know, uh, you know the coaching afterlife of his frustration because today's day and age, you do things differently. You know, you just – he was one of those, those tough guys. And he had always said, he said, look, I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the fastest, but I had a heart and I had a motor. And you can accomplish a lot when you have a heart and a motor. And I, you know, it goes, it really took me back to a conversation. We were doing the uh, Packers postgame show on the network years and years ago when I was doing, with, doing it with Brian Noble. And Ron Wolf had come up to, and I've told this story before, so if I'm boring you, I apologize. But uh, Ron Wolf had come up and, uh, with Bob Harlan at the time and sat with us after the game. And he was doing, you know, we were interviewing him. And it got down to choosing football players. And one of the things that Ron hated was, you know, these guys that would suddenly, you know, the the scouts would say, oh, i got to look at this guy because he ran a fast 40 at the combine. And he would always say, you know, just I I want a football player. I I want a guy with a heart, a guy that's a football player inside. You know, you're going to get more out of them than you are anybody else, more than just an athlete. And that's what Kevin Green reminded me of. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the fastest, but he was go- he was going to win. He was go- he was determined to win, and uh, that was just the kind of guy he was. But he just sat with his kids and his wife, and and even after we got off the air, as he's walking around, you know, he'd have time in between an interview. He'd come over and sit down and just say, "Man, you know, it gets tiring. It's it's great to see all these guys. It's great to talk about." But he did a he did it for a couple of days. It wasn't like he was out, um, you know, stumping for induction he was there because basically they told him you're a shoe in you're gonna you're gonna be in so you should probably talk to a few people but it was great to sit down and chat with him and and talk to him for a while and um but that was my personal recollection with one-on-one other than other than when the Packers that year they they went on that run and, and made the run to the Super Bowl um I was standing on the field prior to the game down in Dallas, and it you could just feel. It was just thick. The air was just thick with electric. You know, it was just the anticipation. I mean, this was the buildup. And and now you're only about four hours away. So I got to the stadium early because when you go through security for Super Bowl, it's, it's a process. So uh, I got there like four and a half hours early, and I went upstairs. I set my stuff down in the press box, and I went back down on the field and, I, I, you know, I was talking to um, the Packers doctor, Doc McKenzie. Um, they were doing some stuff for the Black Eyed Peas, who was the halftime show, and Will I Am was down on the field. And and then Kevin Green came out, and he just stood there. And he just said, damn, this is big. You know, he was looking at the the, the overall stadium, you know. And uh, he was just clapping his hands. He was already ready to go. I mean, it was like he was going to be playing. He was clapping his hands. He's like, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. This is it. You know, he was just that guy. He was that rah rah, go get him, get you fired up, run through a wall guy, and it's infamous when he said to Clay Matthews, "Go get me the ball." We got to go get the ball, and Clay damned if he didn't. You know, when they that next series, they went out and got the ball, and Clay comes running off the field saying, "I read it, I read it, I knew it, I knew what they were doing, I read it." You know, I mean that's that's Kevin Green was just a good guy. Uh, a good football guy, uh, really just a decent guy to know. And uh, you can go through all the stats and statistics when it comes to Hall of Fame, but uh, just a good guy. And uh, boy, I was really, really shocked yesterday when uh, when a word came across that he had indeed passed away. I, I'm stunned. I just completely stunned. So anyway, um, we we would be remiss if we did not start out the show today at least talking a little bit about. Kevin Green. Uh, in the meantime, and I hate to go from the, 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 the downside and the negative to what would consider to be a positive, but the Packers, um, you know, I mean, they, they got they got some guys in. Devontae Adams, Jair Alexander, having a solid season. Obviously, you know, David Bakhtiari is going to be there. These are all guys that uh, get named to the Pro Bowl. Uh, Elkin Jenkins, a mauler. Uh, obviously, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers at Arius Smith, all named to the Pro Bowl roster. Uh, So congratulations to them. Um, Just, it, it really does, you know, now again, one thing that I can say, and it's a shame, Kenny Clark is not there. And if I had to talk about a snub, I just, I don't know what Kenny Clark has to do to get recognized because he just, he just does so much. And it's not in the stat column, and that's the shame of it. But I just don't know what he has to do to finally get recognized. But uh, it's good that they recognize Jair Alexander because he is having. I mean, he's he's really developed into a lockdown corner. We know Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins too. To get him on that list, to get him in there as a mauler, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So uh, to see him get that uh, nod, that's that's good stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, just we would be remiss if we didn't mention that either. So. You've got uh, seven Packers named to the Pro Bowl, so big day yesterday in regards to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I've got, I've got, an apology. It's not a vast apology. It's not a, a giant admission of wrongdoing, but I want to talk a little bit about it when we come back. There was a few of you last night that recognized it, and I said, you know what? It is what it is, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about it when we come back. Also, Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, going to join us coming up after the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him about the two guys that probably should have been on the Pro Bowl roster. Obviously, Robert Tanyan's having a hell of a year, and then I mentioned Kenny Clark. We'll get into that discussion. And then the man that says he's got a really, really big ass, he's back. We'll get into that discussion as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.
1: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. He's got uh, an incredible, incredible ass, uh, really big in, in size.
0: So last night, it was uh, it was a good night. It was a good night. I uh, I got, you know, I know the holidays are around the corner. It's just a different time that we're living in right now. So I did some things around the house last night. I got a few things done out and about yesterday. Um, so I, uh, I refinanced my house yesterday, which was great, you know. So you just kind of sit down and and you're looking around and you've got your holiday decorations up and you've got, you know, different things you're doing and the dogs are good and you know, my best Christmas present is the fact that Elmo's now healthy and uh, you know, and and pain-free so to speak from the tumor that he had and Mickey's doing good and you know, my big purchase for me this year was I bought a uh, carpet cleaner. So <laughs> I'm cleaning carpets in the house, you know. I mean, it's like this is great. So I sat down last night. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, who lives in Cincinnati, and uh, we were sitting there discussing the game, the upcoming game. Uh, the Steelers were on the road last night. And I've said time and again, Cincinnati should be flexed out of every national game. They they shouldn't be allowed to play in primetime anymore uh, because they just the franchise stinks. Year after year after year, they just they just stink. And uh, he's like, ah, you know, Finley's quarterback, and they're going to get killed. This is ridiculous. Two losses in a row by the Steelers. They're just going to come out and just stomp all over Cincinnati. And the, you know the one fun thing, uh, a side note to this, did you watch the game last night if you did? They have fans in the stands, quite a few, and they have as, as much of a hot spot as the state of Wisconsin uh, in Ohio. I can't believe they have fans in the stands. We can't get fans in the stands here. I, that's, I digress, but nevertheless. So I sat down last night, and over the weekend, I had gone to Cedarburg and did uh, one of those you know, the small business Saturdays. You know, before Christmas, just picking up knickknack things. You know, I for some friends. Um, you know, funny stuff, T-shirts, uh, ornaments, house decor, stuff like that. But uh, started out at the top of uh, the street. I believe it's was on Washington, and uh, and worked my way down. But I had a drink there. I went in, and it was called the Anvil Cedarburg cider or something like that and it looked really good and I said what and I'm not a big whiskey or bourbon drinker okay so they said well it's it's the the bullet bourbon and um it's apple cider and maple syrup and orange bitters and you mush it all together and here's a drink and I thought I'll try it I tried it there and it was really good so yesterday as I was getting ready for my day, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to celebrate refinancing the house. I'm going to celebrate the dogs. I'm just, I'm going to take it easy. You know, I wanted to sit down and watch this game. So I made a glass of that 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 cider. I poured the cider in there, and the bullet bourbon, and and uh, and and the bitters, and and kind of mixed it all up, and a little bit of maple syrup. I bought a, a really good maple syrup, a Wisconsin maple syrup, and oh my God, it was fantastic. So anyway. I sat there with a scar last night, pulled out a good Macanudo, and I thought, I'm going to watch Cincinnati just get their ass kicked. So I'm talking to my buddy, got the phone sitting next to me, talking to him. We're just BSing about all kinds of stuff, and I watched the Steelers get beat. I was stunned. I was stunned. I haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger play that bad in a long time. Threw a pick last night had a quarterback rating of what just over 60 62 or something like that finley beat him and finley threw the ball 13 times last night that was it didn't even didn't even eclipse 90 yards i <laughs> i think he threw 13 times for for maybe like six or seven completions and just under 90 90 yards ran for a touchdown though threw a touchdown didn't throw a pick uh but cincinnati's a bad football team and that was about as bad as I've seen the Steelers play. So, many of you that were, uh, you know, when you saw the picture that I posted last night on on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter and everything, many of you are going, uh, hey, uh, you know, Cincinnati's winning this game. Look, I think I, I was probably as stunned as the rest of you. So, to the Cincinnati Bengals fans out there that I've offended, um, it's not that I'm apologizing for saying you should never be on national TV, because I really think you shouldn't. Not until you win something. You haven't won a playoff game since Moses was a baby. But I I give you credit. I will say I was wrong about that game last night. I picked the Steelers to beat the hell out of them. I would have taken the Steelers and given the points even. I, I, there was no way in hell I thought Cincinnati would win that game. And damned if they didn't. So last night I had to, had to eat a little bit of crow. but uh, But it went down good. It went down good with the beverage. So I had a good night last night. Good night last night. Uh eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four but the Steelers when we talk about postseason play when you look at this the Steelers you gotta be good, you gotta be hot, you gotta be lucky, right? And you gotta be healthy. Those are the four things that take you to a championship. The hot thing, I mean they've got some injuries, but the hot thing, they're 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 falling apart. They're falling apart. I know Ben Roethlisberger said, you know, we got a couple of weeks to get it right. And he and he's right. But they're falling apart, man. The Steelers look lost. Ben Roethlisberger just, I I mean, the commentation last night of Roethlisberger's form and substance was spot on. You know, back foot, falling away, not stepping into throws. You know, just a second too late. Balls flying high. It just, throwing balls at the feet of his receivers. It just, it's like he's just lost it. It, Like, it's just gone. You know, it starts with Ben. And trickles down. He had a horrible night last night. A horrible night last night. So uh, for those of you that were uh, taking the Steelers, like me, and giving the points, ugh, we took a little bit of a bath last night. Vegas was kind of cleaning up, but uh, but I, I just you know, man, oh man, oh man, man, that was uh, that was that was a uh, that was a funny game to watch last night in the sense of, I can't believe since ninety one. And by the way, is anybody, and I don't mean to offend everybody because I know there's a lot of attractive people in the Queen City, but all they showed with these big, g- giant, chunky people last night jumping around, you kept seeing the, the, the real big guy that had a shirt on that was about three sizes too small, and the bottom of his tummy's hanging out, he's jumping up and down, like, wow. Man, he's had a little bit of skyline on his way to the stadium, didn't he? Holy mackerel. Uh, getting back to the Packers who uh, are going to the Pro Bowl, the two guys that I had talked about being snubbed, one guy I forgot about, Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, 100% on field goals made, by the way. Robert Tanyan, obviously, when it comes to touchdowns, he's having a hell of a season. And I still think Kenny Clark should be there as well. But uh, you could probably make a case for all three of those guys, probably more so Tanyan and Crosby. But Kenny Clark has been snubbed for years when it comes to – um when it comes to making the uh, pro Bowl squad he just he just has been i think he's been a tremendous player and he hasn't been able to hasn't been able to crack it they just keep looking past him now, his centers, unless you got a big name centers tend to get lost in the shuffle anyway but uh but yeah it's uh kenny clark's kind of getting getting passed over in my opinion 855 830 8648 855 830 855 you want to chime in, go ahead and feel free to do so. 855-830-8648. After the bottom of the hour here, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, going to be joining us. In the meantime, we know that right now the weather for the for this time of year, not bad, right? But we know it's going to get cold this weekend. Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, it's going to be down in the teens and the single digits. And uh, if you're looking at your home right now and you're thinking, man, it's cold in here. And it's not as is secure as I want it to be when it comes to leaky doors and windows or just being secure in the sense of safety, call my friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, they install year-round, and you don't have to worry about putting on thick wool socks or covering up with a blanket or another log in the fire or like like I was doing downstairs or having an extra cocktail, that type of thing. Not that I was doing it to keep warm because I have Pella Windows and Doors. Love them. Love them. But uh, there's so many different things we're doing at home now. Why not do four things to your house? One, make it more economical. Two, make it more beautiful. Three, make it more valuable. And four, make it more secure. Secure. Security right now. Year-round, they install leaky doors and windows, and you're going to start saving on those energy bills in winter and in summer. And better still, with their latest Pella Now and Pay Later offer, you can get no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months plus. Save an extra 500 bucks on those qualifying offers right now. That's through the end of the month, my friends. Through the end of the month. So set up your consultation right now. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And make sure you tell them we sent you. Going to talk some analytics when we come back. Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. He joins us next on the Bill Michaels Show.
1: Border to Border. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
0: Welcome back. Hey, a reminder coming up tomorrow night special edition of the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's going to be Mike Clemens, Radio Joe and Zola. Huddle's presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Coming in flavors of cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors. A reminder there. That's coming up tomorrow night, 6 to 8 on many of these same stations. And if you don't get it in your area, you can always go to BillMichaelsSports.com. That's BillMichaelsSports.com. And uh, you can uh, click on the link there to listen live, or you can always download the radio.com app. We highly encourage that. So there you have it. That's coming up tomorrow night, 6 to 8, the Bill Michael's Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus uh, on the line. Sam, how you been?
3: Been good. How about you?
0: We're doing well. We are, uh, you know, watching this Packers team, obviously, uh, effort towards the postseason and the top spot in the NFC. But, uh, I guess when you get into the analytics, I wanted to ask you about three guys specifically. We know the guys that were nominated for the – or that are going to the Pro Bowl, uh, the seven Packers. But there's three guys, Mason Crosby, Robert Tonyan, and Kenny Clark that I felt also could have gotten nods. Um, let's start with Kenny Clark. What What do you judge a nose tackle on?
3: Um, really disruption in the blocking scheme, you know, nose tackle isn't going to get a ton of pressure though. In today's NFL, you need them to get some, um, and they're probably not going to make a ton of tackles because that's not really their job, but their job is to get in there and make a mess of the blocking scheme, disrupt blocks, cause holes to get squeezed, all those kinds of things, stand up linemen at the line of scrimmage. And I think Kenny Clark at his best when he's hundred percent healthy is the best guy in the NFL at all of those things together. He's like the prototypical modern 2020 nose tackle. Um, But I don't think this has been his best year. Obviously, he got hurt and missed a little bit of time. But even outside of that, I I don't think he's looked like the same guy. He hasn't quite got back to 100% healthy, it looks like, or at least hasn't hit the heights that he's hit in seasons before, particularly uh, as a pass rusher where he had – really developed into a guy that could get some pressure so kenny clark isn't the guy that i would would bang the table for but i think you're right on with the other two and the other guy i would mention is cory lindsley
0: yeah cory lindsley would be another one he's had a hell of a season and he has been a guy that i think at, at times has been completely underappreciated because you don't hear his name and that's exactly what you want out of a center
3: 100% agree and you know we did pffs uh pro bowl team last week and cory lindsley was maybe the easiest selection in the entire team in either conference. Was the gap between him and the next best center in the NFL this season, I think has been a massive one. It's almost 10 PFF grading points. His run blocking grade is fantastic. His pass blocking has been good. He's given up two pressures all season long. Hasn't been penalized. Um, you know, centers don't give up a ton of pressure anyway, but two over a season is pretty absurd. There's two ty- or two centers in the NFL – of giving up 30 pressures this season, um, Lindsay basically hasn't been responsible for any pressure whatsoever all season long.
0: Uh, I wanted to ask you also about Aaron Rodgers. There's always the discussion about the MVP. He had his second lowest grade, quarterback grade, uh, this past weekend. Uh, you know, second only to what uh, happened down in Tampa Bay, obviously. But since then, everything's been over 100 when it comes to passer rating. But do, give me your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the season that he is having.
3: I think he's been having a pretty phenomenal season. Obviously that one bad game against Tampa Bay where, you know, they threw some things at him, but it it really felt like one of those days where just everything went wrong, you know, almost to the point where I don't want to say you throw it out because it was significant. It happened. It was an important moment, but I don't know how predictive that is of anything in the future. Outside of that, we've got, you know, a couple of reasonable games, and then everything else has been various shades of phenomenal. And right now, if it holds up for the last two games of the season, he'll end this year with the highest PFF grade we've ever given him. So higher than 2014, higher than 2011, 2016, whatever the year is you want to pick out as his best, this will be the best year we've seen from Aaron Rodgers.
0: If uh, When you start to compare him, Josh Allen is there now. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is having a hell of a season. When you start to compare those three, statistically speaking, grade speaking, is, is Aaron Rodgers having the best season?
3: I think Rodgers and Mahomes are very close together. I, I think those are one, two for MVP, for, you know, best quarterback, for whatever the, um, the thing is you want to look at it uh, via. And their grades are incredible. Rodgers is a little bit more um, risk-averse than Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't make as many errors with the ball or put it in harm's way as much. So the, the real separator between the two is Rodgers has, you know, about half the number of turnover-worthy plays that Patrick Mahomes does over the season. Um, But the flip side of that is, you know, Mahomes makes a few more special plays, you know, a few more plays where he invites um, a little bit of danger and and makes something special happen because of it. But, yeah, it's it's an incredibly fine margin between those two guys. I think you're splitting hairs either way. And anyone that wants to make the case for either guy, I, I don't think you could, you know, fight too hard to say they're wrong.
0: When you look at, because to me, the most valuable has always been which team could not do without. Is there a discussion as to what team statistically is better off if their quarterback went down?
3: Um, It's always a very difficult thing to uh, parse out, in part because it relies on how good the backup is. Um, You know, we've seen that. Andy Reid and the environment in Kansas City that they've been able to get by when, when they've had to turn to Matt Moore, when Patrick Mahomes hasn't been there. Uh, but I don't think that necessarily diminishes how special we think Patrick Mahomes is. Right now, you know, PFF um, has a, a, a data point in our Green Line, uh package that has essentially how many points the quarterback is worth to the spread if they were missing in a given game. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is worth the most points in the NFL. Essentially, the line moves 10 points if Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. But Rodgers is number two, and he's a point back. He's, number, he's nine points. So, those are the two most important quarterbacks in the NFL to their teams, at least uh, given by how much the, the Vegas line would move if
0: either one of those guys isn't in the game. The, uh, the Packers, one and two against teams with a winning record. Obviously, the Tennessee Titans come on the docket next. They have had trouble. The Packers have at stopping the run at times this season. Uh, we have seen their defense statistically get better over the last five games, five, six games, but, uh, this is their big test because they have really not been tested since Indianapolis when they lost that game 34-31. But then again, they also turned the ball over four times in that contest as well. How big of a game is this analytically to see uh, to kind of gauge where the Packers are at as they head in towards the postseason?
3: Yeah, I think it's an important game to show that they can avoid getting dominated by a team like Tennessee on that side of the ball. Um, you know, the Titans, their offense relies a lot on a couple of sort of freak athletes, Derrick Henry, um, A.J. Brown. Those guys are just incredibly difficult to stop, whether it's yards after contact, whether it's broken tackles, whether it's just being too big, strong, and fast for you to contend with. Um, you know, Derrick Henry right now has uh, 1,200 yards after contact. That's by far the most in the NFL. These are the guys that can get loose and cause you problems if you don't play good, sound defense and, and rally to the football. Um, and then, you know, as if those two guys weren't enough, you've got Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't really regressed in the way we were expecting him to this season. He's taken a small step back, maybe, but he's still playing at an extremely efficient level, extremely productive, particularly in the last month or so. And that makes that offense really dangerous.
0: Talking with Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So as we look around the rest of the NFC, obviously the Packers hold the best record in the uh, right now, at least anyway, the number one overall seed. But uh, who is peaking right now? When you talk about NFC teams and down the stretch and teams that when we start to look at who's going to be dangerous in the postseason, who's peaking right now? I don't know
3: that there's any team... Um... That really is that any team that you would be massively confident is, you know, 100% together. Obviously, the Packers have the biggest win streak in the conference. Um, but, you know, New Orleans are dealing with their quarterback issues with a uh, not 100% healthy Drew Brees. Tampa Bay, we expect uh, at some point to get everything together. They're on a two win streak, but it hasn't looked comfortable. Um, and then the NFC West keeps sort of stumbling over itself. Seattle lost a couple of weeks ago to the Giants, the Rams just lost to the Jets. I don't know there's a single team in the NFC that's put it all together yet and, and gone on this kind of run where you think, okay, that is definitely the team to beat and they are fear you know, fearsome and imposing and, and the best the NFC has to offer. I think that's still to be worked out to see if any of these teams do catch fire in the postseason.
0: I really thought this was going to be the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's not to say they can't turn things around, but yeah, you know, Three straight losses, losing last night in the largest spread since the Super Bowl era began. Fourteen and a half points, they were favored over Cincinnati and to lose that ball game. What's going on in Pittsburgh?
3: Yeah, and I think last night was the big one. Um, the previous two games, it's not that you can dismiss them, and I think there, there were losses coming on their schedule, but we didn't um, expect it to be a terminal problem. And Cincinnati has been a get-right kind of game for a lot of teams this season. The Browns have kind of bounced back twice against Cincinnati, uh, and they're not the only team. And we were sort of saying, look, if Pittsburgh doesn't get things right against Cincinnati, then you have some real problems. And that's exactly what happened. Ben Roethlisberger just hasn't been um, efficient over the last little while. Earlier in the season, he was putting up some okay numbers, but the data sort of said when you looked at how he was playing throw-to-throw – that this was kind of a tightrope uh, act or a high wire act that this was playing with fire. And at some point the regression was probably going to hit and the lack of efficiency from this offense was going to start to show. And that's really what's happened. They just haven't been able to get things moving. It, it's one thing when you're playing Buffalo, it's one thing when you're playing Washington, but when you're playing a Cincinnati Bengals defense, it just hasn't been able to stop anybody. And you still can't get anything functioning and your, your quarterback um, looks bad. That's, that's not an easy fix when you're just a couple of weeks away from the postseason.
0: Sam, is uh, Kansas City the clear and away above favorite in the AFC?
3: Yeah, I think they are. Um, the entire league right now is sort of Kansas City, and then who has the best shot at stopping Kansas City? Uh, they just—they're so good between the receiving core, Andy Reid in the offense, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the defense is able to hold up its end of the bargain enough um, that they just have such a huge margin for error so even when they don't play particularly well they're able to beat teams you know they, they haven't been necessarily covering the spread or blowing teams away but it's because they're still making a lot of mistakes and it doesn't matter you're, you're no matter how many errors they make or how well you play they're always in the game and always um, seemingly just enough to, to escape with a win so it's going to take one of these teams catching fire or having a sort of perfect game to beat them.
0: Sam, great to talk to you. We appreciate it, and I'm sure we're going to touch base once we hit the postseason as well, okay? Anytime. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, pal. Sam Monson, NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years, uh, they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You can find Sam on Twitter, by the way, at PFF underscore Sam. That's at PFF underscore Sam. Hey, ready or not, I mean, the holidays, they're here. You're out running around. You're probably picking up last-minute gift ideas, uh, you know, getting to maybe some of the gatherings, small gatherings, whatever it happens to be. It's probably taking a lot of energy. And if you're sluggish or you're moody, You don't want to be called the Grinch specifically this time of year, and it's probably low T, low testosterone. My friends over at New Male Medical Center, they can help you out just like they helped me. And you're going to have plenty plenty of energy, and you can enjoy all that the holidays have to offer. And when it comes to gift-giving, what better gift can you give your partner than a healthy love life and a brand-new you? That's the medical experts at New Male Medical Center. They have a 98% success rate at treating guys with ED without the nasty side effects. And I know, look, there's a lot of great food out there for the holidays. You're probably doing a little baking and doing some stuff at home. Uh, but with the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, you do not have to go into the new year getting heavier. As a matter of fact, you can lose some weight. Just call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414 455 5-1. Again, 414 455 4451. That is the New Mail Medical Center. They can You you can go into a new year being a brand new you. Uh, you really can. But you can't do anything if you don't call again. 414 455 4451. He's back. More of the Bill Michaels show is next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels
1: Sports Talk Network. Thank you. I'm Wisconsin. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
2: The Packers installing the game plan today for their Sunday night matchup against the Tennessee Titans here at Lambeau Field. Before he was hired by Green Bay, Matt LaFleur was the Titans offensive coordinator under head coach Mike Vrabel.
1: I got a lot of respect for Mike. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from him. I thought he was he's a great leader and does a
0: great job getting his football team prepared to play each and every week.
2: The Titans now ten and four after beating Detroit forty-six to twenty-five. Mike Vrabel after the win.
0: You know we had a few drives that you know we
3: certainly would like to do better on and, and be back. I mean we took a safety, you know, which was unfortunate. But, uh, you know, there were some good things, and we fin- I thought we finished the game well.
2: Green Bay with seven players named to the Pro Bowl, including Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Z'Darrius Smith, and Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers are mourning the loss of Kevin Green. He was the team's linebackers coach when they won Super Bowl 45, and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, along with Brett Favre, who said that Green was the hardest-hitting linebacker in the league. I asked him what was his secret when facing Favre.
3: I always had a good idea pre-snap of what Brett Favre, and and that offense was going to do.
1: And I told Brett that he likes to run the bootleg.
3: He likes to run it when the ball is on the offensive left hash. He got a big giggle. And and he said, well, I thought you were playing ahead of the ball. I kind of thought that you had sneaked off
1: playbook at one time or another.
2: Kevin Green was 58 years old. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
1: Get your facts
0: straight. <laughs> Welcome back. Our segment sponsor, Massage Envy Capital Drive in Brookfield, introductory offer for a customized facial right now, just 60 bucks. Think about that. Give that out as a gift card. By the way, $110 worth of gift cards gets you a free one hour service. You can't do it if you don't call, though. 262 786 5060. That's 262 262- 786 Seven eight six fifty sixty. That's right. He's back. He's got
1: uh, an incredible, incredible ass. Yes. Uh, really big in, in uh-huh. size.
0: Oh, it's huge. It's like the planets aligning. Oh my goodness. We'll recruit uncommon men here. Yeah, guys with only, you know, half a head. I don't think so. Just part of a face. Helmet doesn't even fit right. <laughs> Get your facts straight. Thank you. He's back. Who are we talking about? Obviously, you're listening to the words, the voice of Brett Bielema. Back in the Big Ten. Thank you. I'm Yeah, There you go. Back in the upper Midwest. He is now the head coach at Illinois. And uh, part of the argument, because Lovey Smith is a hell of a coach, but Lovey Smith was not a great recruiter uh, and not a great closer. And the pipeline for any uh, bigger Big Ten collegiate institution is the pipeline is your recruiting. So Bielema knows, obviously, the upper Midwest. Uh, Illinois only had two kids from Illinois commit to the program. They're either going to Northwestern or to other schools in the area, and they realized that, and Lovey just wasn't uh, wasn't recruiting the way that uh, they had hoped. So Brett Bielema is now back on the path in the upper Midwest after going to uh, Arkansas and watching that program kind of circle the bowl, and then obviously he went off and uh, became an assistant under uh, Bill Belichick, and then there were some arguments about the payments that uh, he was being given regarding Belichick because his agent is Belichick's agent, and there were some conspiracy theories, and uh, he was suing Arkansas because they quit paying him. And Get your facts straight. Thank you very much. So he, uh, he ended up going and, and moving on and went to the Giants, and then uh, just the just the other day uh, commits now to Illinois. We'll do that a little bit. I'm just looking forward to hopping on the wife, hopping on a plane. Hopping on, yeah. Well, oh, there you go. You're going to celebrate the new job at Illinois, yeah, going down there to Champaign, oh, yeah, going to hopping on a wife. How are we looking? So, uh, Red Pilema, back in the Big Ten, coaching the Fighting Illini. There you go. Oh, boy. If anything, he'll be a fun listen on media days, right? There you go. How many teams in the AFC do you think are better than the Packers? And if you go by what Sam Monson had to say, we'll get into that. If you were listening to Sam Monson's interview just a few minutes ago, uh, the NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, there's kind of the Chiefs and then everybody else. Are the Packers good enough to knock off the Chiefs? We'll talk about that. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up after this.
1: He's got uh, an, an incredible, incredible ass. Uh, really big in, in size. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports
0: Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.